Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. Nobody can do this as well as I can, said every entrepreneur ever. Never mind, I'll just do this myself, said every human who thinks that they're saving time. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And on our last show, I talked about the systemize, optimize, grow, and scale path that every business goes through on their way to becoming really, really big and successful. Today, I'm going to talk to you about what stops a business from going from one stage to the next. There are different obstacles. And if you picture each stage as a mountain peak, I'm going to show a graphic here on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, you might want to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Sometimes just seeing this stuff actually helps it sink in a little bit better. But if you picture uh, systemize as a small mountain peak and then optimize as a slightly higher peak and growth as a higher peak and then scale as the highest peak of all, what you'll notice is that there are dips in between these peaks. So if you're a mountain climber going from a small mountain systemize to a slightly bigger mountain, optimize, you have to go through this trough. And we call this trough the swamp of perfection. And that's what we're going to talk about today. This is the Business is Good Show. I'm Chris Cooper. And if you want to join in the conversation about this, just go to businessisgood.com, click on Join the Movement, and you'll be guided to our free Facebook group, which is full of CEOs and entrepreneurs just like you from around the world who are trying to go from systemize to optimize to grow and then to scale. Early on in my career as a fitness coach, my mentor told me to work more on my business and less in my business. You've probably heard this before, but what he meant was do the things that grow the business instead of doing the things that actually run the business. So more time on marketing, less time doing personal training, for example. Now, I had no time in the day to do this because I was doing all the personal training and stuff in the gym. So I decided to hire another coach to run my 6 a.m. group at the gym. I thought, okay, she can run the group. I will show up at the same time, 5.30 a.m., and I'll do my work on the business, the marketing sales stuff, while she's over there coaching. I'll sit at this desk, and she'll be over there, and she'll be running that group. Now, logically, this made sense. But in practice, here's what actually happened. So first, the 6 a.m. group started a few minutes late. At 6.03, I was pacing around, trying to make eye contact with the coach, looking aggravated, like, come on, let's get going here. But I was determined to let her run the group, so I just sat in my own frustration and waited. Then the group finally started at 6.03, and while the coach was introducing the workout, some of the members were talking over her. So I wanted to step into the group and yell at them and say, look, you got to give her the same attention and respect that you'd give me if I were teaching. But I didn't. I just kept watching. A few minutes later, she demonstrated an exercise in kind of an imperfect way. She gave the clients a cue for the deadlift that really didn't make sense to me. And so I was oh, even more tempted to jump in. And within 20 minutes, that's what I did. I jumped in and I, you know, I told myself I was like helping and I was facilitating the group and she would learn from watching me. In the short term, this was the wrong move because I was no longer spending the hour working on my business. I was spending the hour micromanaging somebody that I was paying to do the job, right? But then after the group <laughs> happened, I pulled her aside and I went through my whole list of like 
here's the problem with what you did. And I tried to soften the blow of my feedback, but there were so many little details to fix that she went away feeling totally beaten down and defeated. Here's what I should have done and how you can avoid my mistakes. So again, small businesses progress in stages, systemization, optimization, grow, and then scale. The first real pitfall of most entrepreneurs is what we call the swamp of perfection. They can't go from systemization to optimization because they feel this need to have every staff person do everything in the business exactly the way the owner would. And this is a really dangerous trap that can actually stop a small business from growing. The swamp of perfection looks like micromanagement. It looks like constant oversight. I, I once watched our cleaner working through our security cameras. I was laying in bed at home. It was nine o'clock at night and I'm watching him do a really bad job mopping. Don't ever do that, okay? It also looks like recurring enforcement of rules for clients and staff. You guys are just not getting this. I put up a sign. We're going to talk about it again until everybody gets at the staff meeting. It looks like high staff churn. It looks like growing frustration and a desire to be a one-man shop. God, I wish I could just fire everybody and do this on my own. I get it. But here's how to get through the swamp of perfection. And you need to do that if ultimately you're going to grow your business. So step one, get your business out of your head. Record how you do everything from opening the door in the morning to closing it at night. This is a constant process, so don't try to remember everything all at once. Just keep an open notebook and add to it whenever you start something new. Okay, so here's a good example of what I'm talking about. Tomorrow, when you get to your business and you get out of your car, have a notebook and a pen with you. Write down where you parked. Then write down how you unlock the door. Yeah, some people are going to need this level of detail. Write down the first thing you do when you go in. You flip on the light switch and you pull on the open sign. Write down the next thing that you do. You, you turn on the computer and get it going. Then you turn on all the lights. Then you check the bathrooms, okay? What are you looking for in the bathrooms? Go into like a great level of detail. Write all that down. You've got your first uh, systemized process for opening your gym. You can hand that to somebody else and they'll do that exactly the way that you do it. Now, they might not follow that, specifically, but they will know how to do it exactly the way that you want it done. And that's step one. Step two, shoot for a C plus level of delivery from your staff to start. So your staff should follow your recorded systems perfectly the way that you've laid it out, but they're still only going to actually deliver on them pretty well to start. So for example, I said one of the things in your opening checklist was check the bathrooms. Well, checking the bathrooms to you means uh, putting a new roll of toilet paper on and giving the sink a quick wipe and pulling the shower curtain closed and making sure that there's soap and paper towels. Checking the bathrooms to your staff might only be done to a C plus level the first time. So that means they turn on the light, they look in the door and say, yep, there's still a toilet, there's still a sink, there's still a shower, check, I've checked the bathrooms you have to accept that they're going to deliver your system at a C plus level to start, but that's okay because this is an iterative process and you're going to upgrade your systems as you go. Your first attempt at systemization will not be perfect, but that's okay. You're going to get better and you're going to upgrade it over time. And that's what we're going to cover in the next step. So step three is you set up an evaluation process. Your goal is to improve every system at each evaluation. And this is the start of the optimization stage. So your first systems won't be perfect, but they will be consistent. And consistency is the most important first step. Your clients and your staff must be able to show up and deliver in a predictable way, even if that method isn't perfect, even if it's like a C plus level in your eyes. 
So in the above example with my coach, what I should have done is recorded a step-by-step -step process to running a group class, including an instruction to start exactly on time. Then I should have reviewed the coach's performance after their first group, okay, and then after a week, and then after a month, and then quarterly forever. So the evaluation timeline spaces out over time. And during these reviews, I should have picked one thing to improve at a time instead of beating them over the head with this whole laundry basket of problems. Then I should have updated the process when the coach eventually did something better than my original version. So here's an example. This coach wasn't following my process because she didn't have a good process. So what I should have done is given her a written process in advance so she would have known, for example, that the group starts precisely on time. Then she would have started the group precisely on time and we could have moved on to the next thing. We could have had in the process like, oh, okay, um, you know, she needs to be more present and louder so that when she starts the group, people aren't talking over her. But we would have known that until we watched her do the group a few times. So in the first evaluation, I could say, hey, look, we started on time, great job. You need to be loud and present and engaging and enthusiastic and exciting so that people are paying attention to you instead of talking to one another in the first five minutes. So now we add that to the process and then we evaluate her progress again a week later. We don't try to fix every problem. We don't go down the, the list of things that she could have done better. We try to fix that one problem. And then a week later, we evaluate again. Now the group is starting on time. Now she's got presence. People aren't talking over her. And we can address the next thing, which is the cueing that she's giving on the exercises that she's teaching. And eventually what will happen is that she does something better than I would have done it. So for example, when she transitions from teaching this exercise to teaching the next exercise, maybe she does this thing where she's like, okay, guys, now we're going to set up for the next exercise. You've already got all the equipment that you need, you know, she, and where I might have done that differently and said, okay, now let's do exercise to go and get a barbell and come back and lost the attention of the group. So over time, your staff will actually upgrade the systems for you. If you're constantly evaluating, you'll catch these upgrades, you'll standardize them for everybody, and your service will grow across the board. Okay, that's really the start of optimization phase. And that is how you get uh, a better and better service over time. But you, the owner, have to get through that swamp of perfection by understanding that this is a long game. It's an iterative process. You can only fix one thing at a time. And you do that by having a cycle of prescription and evaluation. Look, your business will never be perfect. And even when it is perfect, you're still going to want to tweak it. And that's okay as long as you're recording your base standard, teaching your staff to deliver to that level every time, and then raising the standard through evaluation and improvement. It's critical to include evaluation in this process because better doesn't just happen without pruning out the less good stuff. The swamp of perfection is a mental one. You get through it by playing an infinite game, by seeking constant improvement and adopting a growth mindset. For me, eventually I learned that every repetition of a system in my business is just practice for the next repetition. We began to seek better instead of seeking perfect. And after a few months, my group classes were far better than the classes that I ran myself. I hope this is helpful to you. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. If you want to chat about it, ask questions, just go to businessisgood.com, click join the movement, and you'll be guided to our free Facebook group where you can chat with other CEOs and entrepreneurs around the world about all of this, no matter what stage you're in. 
Thanks for listening to Business is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.